Brothers and sisters in Christ, there are superheroes among you this morning. They may look like ordinary children to you, but they are not. They have superpowers. So come, children, let us gather as we prepare for our mission this morning. And every superhero, in case you do not want your identity revealed, you may have a mask. Make sure you get the color that matches your superpowers. Oh, pass them around. There you go. Get a mask. This is very important. Here we go. Here's some here. All right. Come on up, Michael. Super Michael. I am glad that you have assembled here today, boys and girls. Does everybody have their mask? We need our super costumes. Did you know that you were superheroes? I bet you did. I talked to some of you before church and you told me some of your superpowers. But here, are you ready? Are you ready, kids? All right. Who's got the... Oh, we need more masks. We have enough for all our heroes. There we are. You may see, I have on a new t-shirt this morning. This is for confirmation class. Some of you may know people that are in confirmation class. And we do something very important in confirmation class. We decide what kind of superhero we are going to be. And we make a vow. We make a promise to God and to one another. And here it is. Are you ready? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Yes. It's a big vow. Let me break it down for you. This means that these kids, they have parents and grandparents who are superheroes, even if they've forgotten Even if you haven't seen their costume in a while, their parents and grandparents are superheroes and they have brought their kids here. And now in confirmation, these kids get to decide, what am I going to choose? Am I going to be a superhero for God or am I going to be a supervillain? We're going to mix our metaphors a little bit. Are we going to embrace our superpowers or are we going to turn to the dark side? We have to choose. You get to choose. You have the freedom. God has given you the power to choose what you are going to do in this world. Now, Batman has Gotham. Superman has Metropolis. Do you know what we have? We have the kingdom of God. That is our realm where we are fighting against evil, injustice, and oppression. Now, if you as superheroes are going to fight evil, injustice, and oppression... How are you going to do that? What are your superpowers in the kingdom of God that you will use to do that? What is yours? Grace. Grace. We will use grace. Soup coop. We will use love, Ryan. We will use trust. Absolutely. Super coop. Super speech. Yes. Speed. Super speed. We have to be quick. Sometimes we have to be quick. Hope. Hope. Absolutely. We need all the tools at our disposal. We have to be very resourceful. Yes, we do. What are some of the ways? Have you ever seen evil in the world? Have you ever seen injustice in the world? Have you ever seen people being oppressed? Not getting to be the people that God created them to be? Have you ever seen that? What have you seen? Yeah. Yeah. 
They don't even say anything. How dare they? Ryan. But not you, but not you superheroes in the kingdom of God, because you are going to resist evil and just and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. Now, there may be people, there may be people who look at you and go, you're not a superhero. How dare you speak about God that way? I don't believe that you can talk to, about God that way. Are you going to believe them? No, no because God gives you each and every one of you, the freedom and power to do this good work. So I'm going to ask it one more time with authority. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Oh, we have some mighty superheroes gathered with us today. Let us give God thanks this morning as we pray and say, Oh, Lord. We give you thanks for the power you have given us to be mighty heroes in your kingdom today and every day. We love you, Lord. Amen? Go forth, heroes, in the kingdom of God to do your work today. Thank you, amazing Caroline. (laughs) This morning, our gospel lesson comes from the 13th chapter of Matthew, verses 31 through 32. Hear now the word of God. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds. But when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please, will you pray with me? Thanks be to God for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for all the benefits that you've given us and all the sin that you have cleansed us from. Oh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, may we know you more clearly, follow you more nearly, and love you more dearly each and every day. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, dear Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning, superheroes. How are you doing today? Yes, I have a question I do want to ask my superheroes today. I took off my glasses. My glasses are my kryptonite. That's my super weakness. You take my glasses from me, I'm going to be the blind leading the blind, okay? So, I have a question, though. How many of you guys remember going through confirmation with the show of hands? Okay, that's good. I don't remember going through confirmation. In fact, 
I, when I was pastor back at, back home, I, I was getting ready to prepare myself for confirmation, to teach it in church, and I was like, mm, have I ever been through confirmation? So I go to my dad first. This is Daddy, have I, you know, went through confirmation? He says, well, I don't know, ask your mom. So... <laughs> So I go to my mama, and she says, yes, you did. I said, I don't believe you. And so she says, yeah, you did. She named off the people that I went through confirmation with, but I knew who they were, but I don't remember going through confirmation. So my mama whipped out the certificate, and it was all old and moldy and kind of crusty and had coffee stains on it and stuff, but my name was on it. So I'm just like, well, I guess I really did go through confirmation. And I think that it's funny that the kid that hated going to church, the kid that didn't want to remember supposedly going through confirmation, ends up being a part of the kingdom of God, which we now know as the Justice League. Because that's what the kingdom of God looks like here for me here at First United Methodist Church Garland. We are superheroes united by God to courageously serve God and God's people, the God, the mighty God, the triune God that we know as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we have these mighty superpowers and we go out into the world and become transformers. Yes. It's more to us than meets the eye. Would you like to join me in the superhero stand? <laughs> That's what the kingdom of God looks like to me. And I had the pleasure of talking about the kingdom of God in a different and a variety of ways when I had the opportunity to talk about it in confirmation with our confirmands. When we were talking about being a new creation in Christ and the kingdom of God, we talked about how the kingdom of God could be like a treasure that you find or a pearl of great price or a sower scattering seeds or ten bridesmaids eagerly awaiting the arrival of the bridegroom. I mean, we learned a lot about the kingdom of God, and we talked about how the kingdom of God compares to the kingdom of kingdoms that we are accustomed to talking about here on earth, but we also talked about how we can make these parables be more real to us. We are continuing our series going deeper in the parables, and today we're going to examine how the kingdom of God could be like a mustard seed. But before I go into that, I'm just going to say that the kingdom of God can look different in different places. So when we look at this parable of the mustard seed, it's a very, very short parable, but it is a very important one. In fact, it's a part of a series of parables that Jesus was teaching at this time. And this was a very sacred and wonderful time for the people that he was talking to and instructing because he was talking about parables and the benefits of being not just good hearers of the word, but people who bear good fruit for those who are obedient to the word as well. I mean, this was something that you had to just be at. 
He had to be at this because at this instance, in this passage of scripture, in the chapter before and after, Jesus is lighting the pathway to salvation. So in this parable, Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed and how it's like one that's planted and it grows and grows into a large tree where birds can nest in its branches. Now, the mustard seed, it's really small. It's so small that we use it as a herb. How many people use mustard seed when they cook food? Okay, so what do you use it to season your food with? I mean, like what? Do you use um, chicken or fish? You use fish, salad dressing? Okay, well, it's so small, you can use it for what she just said. And so my thing is a a mustard seed is very, very small, and sometimes they're so small they look like pepper flakes. But when those seeds are planted, the yield is very, very bountiful. Now, there's two theologians that have a very different opinion on how the mustard seed grows. And these two theologians are two superheroes that we are very familiar with. And these two superheroes are not only a part of the Justice League, but they have literally affected our lives as well. And these two superheroes are John Wesley and Alice McKenzie. But behind her back, we call her Amac at Perkins. So, we're going to look at what John Wesley has to say about the mustard seed. So, according to John Wesley, the mustard seed is one of the least of these kind of seeds. And John Wesley talks about how the term, the least of these, is something that um, is, is a phrase that's very, very common in the Jewish tradition. So the fact that Jesus used that to describe what the mustard seed actually looked like, that was an illustration that was very, very appropriate to the context and what Jesus was dealing with at his time. But John Wesley has a very, very literal translation on how large the mustard seed grows. John Wesley believes that the mustard seed grows as tall as that pillar and with branches that just reach the heavens and we can build a tree for it and live happily ever after. And according to John Wesley, the parable of The mustard seed is a metaphor on how the kingdom of God will be able to spread across the world and also in the human soul as well. Now, Amac has a very different opinion about how the mustard seed grows. She says, yeah, it's an itty-bitty, teeny-tiny, teeny-weeny seed, but it don't grow into no tree, no. It doesn't grow into a tree, but rather it grows into a very, 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 very tall bush. So like about a six-foot tall bush. That's what's really the yield of the plant. But Amac says, don't count out the parable and the meaning of the parable. And don't satirize the parable. Because she says, not only can the kingdom of, not only is the kingdom of God not under our control, but... What is minuscule and teeny tiny can be a great manifestation of God's glory. It really can. So, which one of our superheroes are the most right? So, I'm going to go get 
the tiebreaker. Y'all ready? I got to put back on my superhero glasses so I can read. I, I, was, I was performing in weakness, so I'd be preaching in God's grace. <laughs> okay, this is how we're going to settle the tiebreaker between these two titans, J.W. and Amac. According to the New Interpreter's Bible... This commentary states that the mustard seed does not grow into a massive tree, but a large plant. The tree image should not be dismissed or satirized. But John Wesley is right. The mustard seed is a symbolic image of how the kingdom of God can begin small and become a great manifestation of God's glory. When it comes to how the mustard seed grows... AMAC gives the most historical interpretation of how the mustard seed grows. And I'm just thinking, well, of course she's going to give the most historically accurate interpretation. She has technology that only John Wesley could dream of. John Wesley was working with what he had, but I can honestly say that when John Wesley said that the key, this is an a, a illustration of how the kingdom of God can grow, I said, yeah, I buy that because the kingdom of God is not under our control. And what I have learned is when God puts something into motion, it is a great manifestation of God's glory. And and the reason why I say this is that just look at what creation is all about. Just look at creation. God did that, right? So I think it's pretty cool that God being as magnificent as God is can bless us and give us magnificent superpowers to transform the world. But what I do know is that even though the kingdom of God can look different and in different places, there are some characteristics of the kingdom of God that's going to be what it is no matter what it looks like. So as superheroes united by Christ, We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. What can we do? We can show love. Who calls us to show love? Jesus. So, for God so loved the world that he gave all that he had so that we would have the chance to be superheroes. That's right. And I've been witnessing and looking and being with six superheroes and training in our confirmation classes. And we, and I've just been so excited. And me and Pastor Caroline and Pastor Clay and Randy and Pastor Valerie, we just are so excited to see their superhero powers coming out. And the thing that impresses me the most about our young superheroes in training is how much they love God. That really amazed me. So as superheroes united in Christ, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. What can we do? We can be brave. Who calls us to be brave? Jesus does. As superheroes united in Christ, we are to courageously serve God and God's people. I know sometimes that's not easy, but nonetheless, it's a simple thing to do. Is follow Jesus. 
We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. What can we do? We can be kind. Who calls us to be kind? Jesus does. Through kindness, compassion, and reconciliation, we are inviting others to be participants in the Justice League. We're inviting people to come and be a part of a group of people of superheroes that do extraordinary things for God. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. What can we do? We can use time. Who calls us to use time? Well, you know, Jesus. Jesus made the kingdom of God real when Jesus came on the scene. Jesus made the kingdom of God part of our time. And not only is the kingdom of God part of our time, but the kingdom of God is also on time. And the kingdom of God is always working 24-7, seven days a week. And guess what? The kingdom of God is everlasting. That's what the kingdom of God is. And as Christians united in Christ, we need to use the time that we have to do all the good that we can, to do no harm, and to love God and to love others. So I want to share some things with you. I'm part of a family of superheroes. Is All of you are part of family superheroes. And I just want to share my family superhero names because I'm like, okay, well, during the passing of the peace, instead of saying, may the peace of Christ be with you, wouldn't it be cool to, like, introduce each other by our superhero names? Don't you think that would be cool? Okay, what's your superhero name? (laughs) Restorer of the streets. Gail, is he a restorer of the streets? All right, okay. <laughs> we know Pastor Caroline is the amazing Caroline. Miss Kitty, who are you? <laughs> Come next. Can I call you the Pink Panther today because you get on the pink cape? <laughs> well, I asked my family this question, and they came up with some wacky names. My brother, he was so arrogant in the way that he came up with his name. When I told his name at the 8 o'clock service, it, it, it was like, choo, 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 choo. <laughs> that thing, some people might have been offended by my brother's Christian superhero name. He said he was the water walker. I said, woo. <laughs> the water walker, huh? And then his wife was like, no, 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 no. You can't be the water walker. There's only one water walker. That's Jesus. And you are not Jesus, then. And so she renames him real quick. So <laughs> she says, no, you're the healer. And, and I thought about it. I was like, healer? Then I was like, my brother's a CPA. How is he a healer? <laughs> I mean, he owns, his, he owns his own accounting firm. How is that being a healer? He's healing people's finances? What, what? And so his, and I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, I guess my brother is a healer because he really um, gets involved with mentoring young men who don't have fathers. He wants to help be that example of what a Christian man could be and should be and try to emulate those actions so that these young men 
will grow into strong Christian fathers. And when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I'll accept your superhero name, Darren. You can be the healer. Okay, let me write that down. So I wrote it down. So I go to this little girl. I said, well, what's your name? You know, what's your superhero name? She's seven. She says, I'm the goddess. I was like, what? <laughs> and then her parents was like, no, Faith, pick another name. And she was like, but that sounds really cool. That sounds like I'm like God. And they like, yeah, that's why you can't do that. So they were like, well, pick another name. She was like, all right, I'll just be God's kid. And she said it like she was disappointed to be God's kid. It didn't sound exciting enough to be God's kid. And I'm like, boy, this is a tough round. So I asked my nephew, and, you know, he's one of those little budding teenagers. He's a baby teenager, so stuff like that isn't cool to him. So I say, KJ, what's your superhero name? He's like, I'm Christian. I was like, okay, what's your superhero name? I told you, I'm a Christian. Isn't that enough? I mean, isn't that a typical teenager name? Christian. Don't even want to make any fun of it. He's just like, I'm a Christian. That's enough. Being a Christian is a superhero because being a Christian is hard, and it can be. But I have faith in each and every one of you. But do you, as Christian superheroes, do you have faith in yourself? Okay, we need to be working with this amazing Caroline. We're going to have to go over the superhero code one more time, don't we? Yeah, we do. (laughs) But as a body united in Christ, as a body of superheroes gathered together, able to do superhuman things to transform this world for God... We always need to remember that the kingdom of God is not, it's, it's not under our control. And it's going to look different in different places. Like when I was a pastor of McCabe Chapel United Methodist Church in North Little Rock, the kingdom of God looked quite different. The kingdom of God was people from all churches, all walks of life, working together to make sure that children who could not thrive did thrive. And so there are characteristics in the kingdom of God that's going to be there no matter what it looks like. Love is going to be there. Bravery is going to be there. Compassion and kindness is always going to be there. And it's going to be a place where people make the best use of their time because they know that We have to go out with urgency to help those who don't know God have the opportunity to do that. We are superheroes and the world needs us. So don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. And just do it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.